0: Greetings, future and current lovers.
1: My my lips are sealed. Oh no! This is Killstreak episode sixty-eight. I'm Eric Goslin. Oh, joining me here. What? What is that noise?
2: This is like so close. So close. We're edging.
1: (laughs) Edging what? Doing
2: a successful open? No, no. Like to the next episode.
1: Oh, sorry, sorry. I immediately went on the defensive and was like, <laughs> oh, fuck. He's just giggling about some, like, flub of the tongue that I had. <laughs> no! Oh, God. Uh, I'm Eric Gosselin. Joining me here, as always, is the always scowling and looking down <laughs> upon me from his oh. high mountain. Mike Price, how are you? It's a bunch of bullshit. I'm fine.
2: <laughs> um, you know, some people uh, can... Stand up, to a little bit of playful ribbing, and, you know, <laughs> others just don't have it. Don't have the spine for that sort of thing. Well, it's good uh, that you recognize that in yourself. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm doing great. It's Saturday. I don't know mm-hmm. if my air conditioning is working right anymore. I feel like it's always incredibly humid in my house, and it's set to 70, but it
1: feels like it's 75. I don't know. Austin is a very humid city for not sure being is. on the water which is always surprising.
2: Yeah. I mean, well, I'm getting the fuck out of here.
1: <laughs> yeah. There's a, there's a big rumor. When are you moving back? It's now it's currently June 5th. Sure. Coming, coming back at the end of the month?
2: Yeah, so for people the handful of people in the audience who don't know, yeah, I'm moving back to California uh at the end of June uh moving to Arcadia uh yeah. Out in the San Gabriel Valley. And yeah, uh, and I guess. Very pretty area. It's nice. Yeah, absolutely. It's not centrally located, but, no. uh, you know, most of uh, our friends and acquaintances are on that side of the city, anyways.
1: Yeah, and I'll say, too, the older I get, the less I'm concerned I am with, like, being in the thick of things. Like, nah, I'm fine I'm over. Right. I can go there if I want to. Yeah. Although um, I'm pretty close to close
2: to the action yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what an asshole. Um yeah, and I'm gonna start attending grad school in the fall. I yeah. think I don't know if I ever like officially announced that either. I kind of alluded to it multiple times, but yeah, I'm gonna be uh, pursuing my MFA in film at the Art Center College of Design
1: in Pasadena. It's a very exciting time. It's exciting. Hey, maybe one day we'll be reviewing a series that you make, which will be oh a huge God. conflict of interest <laughs> on your part and mine. <laughs> yeah. Well, knowing myself, I will shit all over
2: it. So. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it is tough. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. It's tough watching your own stuff. Yeah. Um, speaking of tough watches, we're talking about beyond reanimator. No, I'm just being a dick. What? It's, it's, no. I'm just being a dick. I'm being a dick. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Talking beyond Reanimator, this is the third in the Reanimator trilogy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess it's probably the final one. I wouldn't mind seeing what Doctor Herbert West is up to after this one, though. I'd be thinking. No, I think it's time for a proper, a proper sequel.
2: Yeah, I wouldn't. Uh, I I certainly wouldn't kick a kick a fourth one out of bed, as they say. Yeah. Uh, right. Uh, although I feel like. You know,
1: in this climate, we're a lot more likely to get a reboot. Yeah, uh, that's true. That is true. Yeah, and like Jeffrey Combs would just be like a janitor or something like that. that I feel like
2: scene. I feel like nowadays it's very uh, day. De- <laughs> what is de rigueur the thing I'm thinking of? I'm just like completely misusing a phrase, uh, like fashionable, right? I think it's de rigueur. I yeah, think I'm I not got, sure.
1: Uh, that is a phrase to, I have seen but I have never sure. figured but to, what the,
2: what it to means. do to do one of these soft reboots where it's like like not to, you know, throw more fuel on the fire or anything, but you know, like that uh, Paul Feig Ghostbusters sure. where it's like it like exists somehow in the universe of the original Ghostbusters but mostly like ignores the existence of the Ghostbusters. Yeah, yeah. Uh, or, that's not even the best example. There's one that I can't think of, but where it's like, the old people still exist, but it's like, oh, I heard about it. I mean, if you, kind of like the way the, almost The Force Awakens was essentially just like Star Wars all over again, where it's like, right? oh, that's real? The Force and Jedis and the Sith? and Yeah, anyways. Uh, don't listen to me, producers. Don't make this movie. No one wants it.
1: Uh, no, no. Yeah, I mean, I, we don't the idea of it of the reanimator of like the Doctor Herbert West who's reanimating corpses mm. is only interesting to me if it is a continuation of his current story and not a re like yeah. the, the the idea itself is not exciting to me. It's like the execution of it.
2: Sure, I mean it was already in essence uh, an updating of Frankenstein, right? And right, which we haven't. Which is funny that we haven't really talked much about i i was i texted you something about an end segment too but this is all wrapped up it's like i'm it is it is humorous that we've this is now be our third episode talking about reanimator and so far we've spent so little time talking about frankenstein or hb lovecraft
1: yeah it's we really have <laughs> really haven't at all because i mean like after the first movie the hb lovecraft stuff mm-hmm. it seems seems pretty minimal and well,
2: like, it's interesting that you say that because Bride of Reanimator is an adaptation of more of that story. Oh, is that true? Really? Yeah, yeah. Because oh, re- it was serialized, right? Uh-huh. It's not uh-huh. just one story. There's like nine or ten different uh, Herbert West Reanimator stories, and like the Bride stuff is
1: from a later one. Oh, that's cool. Well, good on it. I didn't realize that. Uh, I was did, did the Bride of Reanimator say H.P. Lovecraft's like at like the first one did. I think it did, yeah. Okay. I, okay. I think they I think they found that that audience has responded
2: positively to that.
1: Well, um, uh I did not notice it on Beyond Reanimator, but maybe I wasn't looking. Um no. Blood and guts check. This is our first time both of us watching mm-hmm. this movie. Never seen a, it. Never seen it. It's been out now for like almost 10 years. Tw- 10 year? 20 years. Is it 20, 20 years. years, right? Isn't this 2003? Yeah, 2003. Yeah. <laughs>
2: yeah i mean this was one that i think we both said this in in last week's episode that like i knew about it and i think just knowing that it premiered on the sci-fi channel i was like i'm not gonna watch that yeah 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 (laughs) uh you can call me a snob but you know what so far i think we've covered this will be the fourth movie we've done that has ties to or at one point Aired as like a premiere on the Sci-Fi Channel, I want to say, because it's Necropolis, Rave to the Grave, and then Deep Blue Sea Two, right?
1: I think so. Yeah, that sounds right. And they all have yeah. a very similar vibe to them. Cheap as fuck. Cheap as fuck. <laughs> shot in foreign countries. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah, Deep Blue Sea too. It's hard to say because they never go outside of one. Yeah, yeah that
1: is true. That is true.
2: Which is not dissimilar to the film we watched
1: this week. Yeah, I was um, su- I was surprised by how confined it was to the prison. Mm-hmm. I thought, I'd, I guess I misread the synopsis when I was reading it. I thought yeah. Herbert West was released from prison. Sure, yeah, like and so I was kind of expecting that the entire time until it got to mm-hmm. a certain point where I was like, well, obviously.
2: Apparently, this is just a prison movie. Yep. Yeah.
1: Um, well, I, I my blood and guts check
2: is versus what my expectations were. It wasn't the worst thing. It mm-hmm. was like sporadically entertaining and it was of a Level of quality that I expected having like knowing what I did about it, going into it. And and I would say I'll say this versus the other sci fi movies, sci fi channel movies that we've done. I think it it fared a little bit better, but but it is a it is a rough addition to to the franchise as a whole.
1: Yeah, I uh, am pretty much in total agreement with you that it did surpass a lot of my expectations, especially, I think there's some really good gore in it. There's some pretty cool, like... Yeah. Mm-hmm. Some good good gore stuff. But and, still screaming Mad George, back from uh, Brian Oh, really? Oh, that's fun. I didn't realize that. I didn't look in the credits. Yeah,
2: and then in the Yesna style, also four other special effects houses.
1: <laughs> also shocking that it was directed by Yesna, because it, <laughs> yeah. it, it, it doesn't feel that way at all. It no. like, doesn't really scream brian yesna although looking at his like filmography mm-hmm. i was like i've only really seen reanimate bride of reanimator and society i don't and think return i've ever of seen that three dead. what's that oh in return yeah. of living dead Three. Oh yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, which are like cross-section ease but
2: it's it, the thing is it's not a cross-section it's the cream of the crop those are like the three movies that he's done yeah that that people consider to be decent movies i think right Right, and then outside of those three, I think most of the rest of his
1: filmography is like
2: and those, and then there's the bad ones. I mean, I think the dentist was okay. I saw that when I was very young.
1: Yeah, same here. I don't remember much about it. I think I just saw yeah. parts of it on like HBO or something.
0: Hmm.
1: Um. So yeah, the uh, the script is a goddamn mess, <laughs> and and it's just like really, um. It felt so much like Necropolis, although not as mm-hmm. ridiculous as Necropolis or Rage no. and Grave. But it was no. a, it felt like, I, I mean, I looked up the screenwriter. English, I would be shocked if English was his first language. Mm-hmm. This is his only English language project, I can tell. Okay. <clears throat> and it, te- <laughs> like, you can tell, man. There's just like some of the dialogue is very awkward. It's like, like it was translated back from another language right. into English. Mm hmm. Um, but I think there are pieces to this movie that, I mean, this is the biggest, like, no, duh. But, like, <laughs> it, given more budget, sure, good actors, mm-hmm. that's not including Jeffrey Combs, who actually I think does a pretty good job. Yeah. I mean, he he plays the same character well. Yeah. You know? Um, a better supporting cast, bigger mm-hmm. budget, and a lot of the same ideas. Like, this could be a prison movie still. I think it would be right. a lot better just... That, that script really is bad in the, in the supporting yeah. actors are over the top.
2: Yeah. I mean, in, and to be honest, like the plot isn't anything exciting, yeah. but it's like, it works more or less uh in its sort of simplicity. It gets a little extra clunky at the end, but there are elements to it that I actually think are like, Oh yeah, this is a, this is an interesting direction to go in. Yeah, totally. Uh, but yeah, and I think specifically, it's like the way—I mean, the dialogue, the acting are pretty bad. Yeah. Outside of outside of Jeffrey Combs, and then also, I will say that this is something that you know we talk about it like sharing things in common with these other Sci-Fi Channel movies. Is it's the sets are fucking bad. They're
1: so bad. They look terrible. And it
2: the, and it makes everything feel cheap, mm-hmm. right? It's the it's so what it really comes down to for me is like if you did this exact same movie with better locations, better set design and probably better lighting.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Um it would feel it would feel a lot I mean, you know, obviously that's like a lot of upgrades, but I think it would make a huge difference. Yeah. You know, so I agree with you that it's like it's it's a little frustrating because as opposed to a movie like Necropolis, right? It's like you can see how you would how you could fix this. Yeah. Whereas like that movie is just like an absolute shit show from beginning to end. Like there's nothing worth salvaging. You just enjoy it for how insane and bad it is. Yeah, but exactly. this is like the bones of a decent reanimator movie are here.
1: Um also here's a big note. Uh-huh. Set it in Spain. <laughs> <You know? laughs> like it's supposed to be in Massachusetts. Everybody right. has a Spanish accent. Yeah. And there's a crazy establishing shot of the prison that's like Uh I lived in we both lived in Massachusetts for four years. I lived Mm -hmm. in New England longer than that. Doesn't look like it at all.
2: (laughs) No, not remotely. And then it like and it has that thing again of like I'm gonna keep referencing back to the Return of the Living Dead movies, but it's like every single person who comes through the movie is doing a bad accent. Except for, for some reason, they deemed it okay for the warden to be uh, Hispanic. And yeah. Like, yeah. And, and it's like, and I'm not going to say he's great, but at least I'm not like constantly frustrated by his, his speaking voice. Yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> you know? And it's like, make it like West escaped. Um, he left America, is on the mm-hmm. run and got caught in Europe or something. Like All this shit that happened
2: at the beginning of the movie just happens in Spain. Exactly. It, Right. And that, and then we can have <laughs> the one guy who's not masking a Spanish accent are, are so, so you know, lead, apparently, like, you know, co lead, masking a bad Irish accent instead, or like masking, right. doing a bad American accent over the top of an Irish, of an actual Is Irish. Is he an Irish guy?
1: Accent. Yeah. Okay. He's
2: incredibly okay. Irish. I, I would say if, I think your rental has probably expired by AIs, now. Yeah. But watch the, the scene where he's giving the paddles to the to Moses. Okay, He says clear like five times in a row. And it, it is clearly a word that he just cannot
1: he not say he like can't... an Irishman. <laughs> it's just clear, clear, clear. Oh, that's and it's funny. Like, yeah, I, the... I think I was so thrown by everybody else's accents that like mm-hmm. his like semi passable American one <laughs> didn't even like register. It's like, okay, fine. Yeah. No, he and then Elsa Pataki,
2: just like both of them masquerading as like, yeah, we're we're uh, we're in Massachusetts. <laughs> it's just, yeah. it's so jarring. And it, 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 I think your solution is so, uh, you know, elegant and stupidly simple, which is just like, why fake it? Just fucking have
1: them speak with their normal speaking voices. There's nothing about the original stories other than that HP Lovecraft was a new England person mm-hmm. that makes it a, uh, a necessity that it's in Massachusetts. You know, like there's right. nothing special about Massachusetts. That's like, yeah. we can't get away from it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Craziness. So, yeah. That's very frustrating. What else? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, Oh, one of the major characters is a rat named ratty.
0: Yeah. That's <laughs> I true. Was
1: blown away by the amount <laughs> of ratty in this movie. Yeah, uh, I mean, would Ratty would be? I would say
2: fifth build. Yeah, he's like movie, number probably? four on the call sheet. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. He's the right behind the warden. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. What else? I mean, I don't want to turn it into a bitch fest because there were some things no. that I was like, "This isn't so bad." But but
2: I will say that, like, I think we've already hit on them, right? It's yeah, like they're yeah, kind yeah. of like good things in an ocean of mediocre and bad things, where it's like some interesting ideas and some good special effects and and Jeffrey Combs, and that's it. That's yeah, those are the
1: redeeming factors of the movie. That really you is know? it. That really is it.
2: But that's more than some movies have.
1: Yeah, there's was more than Rave to the Grave had. It goes. Brave to the grave yeah. had some titties. I think this one did a little bit. This one did. Not oh, we, also, many. we should mention I watched, yeah. we both rented the unrated cut just because mm-hmm. I really didn't want to watch a made for like a cut for TV version of it. Yeah. So,
2: and if you are a listener who thinks about uh who likes to watch these movies after uh you listen to the episodes, I'm looking at you, my sister. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> shout out to Sarah. Uh well Now, now I've outed her publicly. Now everybody knows. Well, maybe her last name is different. You guys don't know. Um. Anyways, it's not. It's the same as mine. <laughs> Fuck. Um. Okay. You just so, anyways, doxed your sister, man. Yeah, that's right. My point is, this is on Tubi.
1: Yeah.
2: However, what I figured out when I tried to watch it is, is it on? It is on Tubi in SD and in. Uh, it is cropped. To yeah, it's like by four 3. by three. Yeah. As if we were living in 2003. Um, so I didn't make it through to see how much of the unrated versus rated stuff was. I know you checked. On, you said I, you checked I
1: spot on checked some some, p- some parts mm-hmm. um, and like, you know, I didn't check the very end. There's a mm-hmm. there's a thing with like with, with a penis that I, yeah. uh, I at least saw parts of. I was like, OK, that seems mm-hmm. like that's in, no pun intended. That's intact. Um, Although I didn't see some, there's like some more graphic stuff at towards the end that I didn't check. But like the gore seemed Mm -hmm. the same, especially in that opening, which I was surprised about. Yeah. Yeah. It looked about the
2: same. So yeah, but just be aware of that. So I did end up after seven or eight minutes of realizing that was going to be the case of the whole movie, jumping over to prime and renting it. So, um, but I'll say this, you know, you don't need to watch this movie.
1: You don't need to. Yeah. If, if you're a completist, fine. I would just watch it on TV, whatever. It's like, yeah. Crop. Mm-hmm. Who cares?
2: To be honest, it's a format that's sort of fitting for the quality of the film. Yeah. Maybe, maybe it'll feel a little bit more like, oh, yeah, this is a movie I'd see on an old timey CRT
1: TV. Yeah. And like the built in commercials help too. It's like, a, yeah. <laughs> it really gives you that sci fi movie experience. Sure. Yeah. Um, so as is the
2: case with a lot of the cheapest movies that we cover, um, behind the scenes info is a little bit harder to come by. Um, there definitely is, there is, there's some special features on the Blu-ray of this, which I was not able to track down and did not, um, deign it important enough to do so. Yeah. But, uh, but what I can say is I, I can definitely give, shed some light on why this is such a Spanish movie. And it's because it was released by the production company, started by Brian Yasna in Spain, uh, along with his partner, Julio Fernandez. Um, So this happened in the early 2000s because Yasna had apparently developed quite a following in Europe. Um, And so, you know, we talked about... Again, going back to the Necropolis stuff like that company, which was like, I think, Castle Film Romania, if I remember correctly, um, came out of like the band family. Right. Charles Band and Uh all that stuff in an attempt to essentially just like set up shop in Europe where they could get a bunch of uh, cheap labor and discounts on filming. And so I think this was a similar thing uh, where Yuzna started this company called Fantastic Factory um and they uh no longer exist they were i want to say their run went from something like 2001 maybe like five six years and a couple of uh yasna's films a couple of other films but basically ceased to exist by the end of the aughts um and so this was a movie that was deliberately shot in Spain using multicultural talent, but obviously like a lot of a lot of the actors are spanish um but like for instance you know our our co-lead um philip dr phillips uh howard Phillips, which by the way, did you catch that one eric
1: howard um no what are his initials h p. okay, got it.
2: Right, and that's the actual. That is what HP stands oh, that, for. That's his real name is Howard Phillips Howard Howard Phillips Lovecraft. Oh, ah, yeah. interesting. That's... So you get you get that fun nod. Huh?
1: That is a fun little
2: nod. <laughs> so so fun. Uh, yeah. yeah. So Jason Barry, he's an Irish actor. Elsa Pataky uh, is uh, Spanish, and people might recognize. I mean, she's probably honestly the most successful member of this cast because she popped up in, uh, fast five. Um, she plays sort of, if I recall correctly, a bit of a love interest slash like partner, like she's like a cop or something. I don't know why I'm going to like go into the fucking plot of fast. Five. <laughs> Nobody cares. Anyways, she shows up in Fast Five, and then the way that those movies work is it's like that Critters ball from Critters 2, where it's like every time it picks up a character, they just right. they show up in every movie after that. Right, right, right. <laughs> so so <laughs> she has on her resume now Fast Five, Fast and Furious 6, Furious 7,
1: Fate of the Furious. Wow. I don't, yeah, that
2: I is don't know she's in the get. new It'd one.
1: it just be like yeah. lifetime employment. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Fast and Furious movies.
2: I'll say this, it seems like she maybe didn't make the cut in the newest one. Oh no. Yeah. No, F9, The Fast Saga. Yeah. Anyways, she reminds me of uh, June Diane Raphael. Um, yeah,
1: I can see that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Especially in Anyways, that photo you sent me yesterday. I didn't <laughs> send you any photos.
0: <laughs> <laughs> not not a, it wasn't about.
1: anything creepy. It wasn't creepy. No, like, it wasn't. We're making it seem worse than it is. Uh, but Yeah you basically made a comment about how her wardrobe reminded you of something. And yeah. It reminded
2: me of the way that a certain, uh, style of, of, of girl. When I went to college with, with, would dress, which was like what she wears when she's introduced in this movie, which is like a, a collared shirt with, like and a then choker. like this thin little black choker. Yeah. 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 Um, anyways, no need to go any deeper into that story. Um, So, yeah, we have a movie that was produced in Spain, shot in Spain, cast with a lot of Spanish actors, which, again, begs Eric's question.
1: Why not just lean into that? Yeah. I mean, (laughs) like, Europe can be pretty gothic. You know what I mean? Like, there's Mm -hmm. some cool stuff you could do there, but I don't know. Yeah.
2: Sure as shit doesn't look like Massachusetts. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So, anyways, uh, this is... Yeah, I don't know. I don't really have much else on it outside of that. It cost about $3 million to make, which was like... Seems high. For, it seems a little high. But, I mean, it's 2003, so we're getting, like, inflation, you know, starting to kick in at that point. So, you know, $3 and is maybe... Maybe that's $1 million in... Today's. In, in yeah. the 80s, you know. Yeah, um,
1: yeah.
2: That's true. Our Our regular sandbox. I don't know. But... Yeah, Anyway, you slice it, uh, it ended up looking cheap.
0: <laughs> yeah. So,
2: uh, yeah, but I mean, Brian Yuzna is returning as the director here. One thing that's interesting, we talked about the sci-fi angle. So it was just picked up by sci-fi. It was produced independently and it was done before they aired it. Um, they just kind of worked out like a little pre-distribution deal with them. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that kind of like I found that a little bit surprising you where know, it's I, like I
1: think, I think that is the ca- like that was the case with Necropolis and Rave to the Grave where they were, okay. they were both acquired by. Um, yeah.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah. I mean, I guess it's just like a certain quality of level of film. They have similar feels. You yeah. Know? Yep. Because it is funny to me, I texted you, and I was like, this movie had to be shot in Eastern Europe, right? And you're like, no, it's Spain. And and then, you know, I did a little bit of looking this stuff up. But it's like, I can't tell the fucking difference. It feels the same. Yeah, it does.
1: It really does.
2: Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, anyways, I don't know. I don't have much else to say about it. It's a cast of... Folks who have, you know, long lists of credits outside the US, but anybody that our our regular audience would recognize, we've pretty much covered already. Uh Jason Barry, the aforementioned Irish lead playing Howard Phillips, uh has a small part in Titanic. Mm. Uh I couldn't remember who the fuck he was. Uh he uh I bet that was a... big
1: for the producers. Like, oh we got a guy from Titanic. Yeah. He must have been on all the press releases and shit. Oh yeah, absolutely!
2: Like this is his pick. We're gonna.
1: That reminds me. We were trying to sell a movie we made called uh, "Psycho Sleepover." It ended up going with Trauma, for mm-hmm. no money. We've distributed. I've distributed three movies through Trauma, or gotten picked up. Haven't seen uh-huh. a goddamn dime <laughs> in, with any of them. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, anyway, so we were taking a meeting, and uh, Paul Rust is in the opening mm-hmm. scene of Psycho Sleepover. Paul Russ, who would recognize from Netflix's love and just a very funny guy. He was sweet enough to uh, just be in our movie for free, even though he didn't really know us. And uh, when we were sell- trying to sell it, we went to this meeting. And we're like, <clears throat> Paul had just been, he got like, I love you, Beth Cooper. And he's in the new Tarantino right. movie. Mm-hmm. So we're like, yeah. we should really push that. He's in this new, he's in Inglorious Basterds. Yeah. And we were like, we ended up like turning down their deal that they gave us, which would have at least given us some money. And not uh-huh. and then uh and because we were like, well, no, we got like a big person in this movie. He's in the new Tarantino yeah. movie. We got right, we sure. gotta have some faith in ourselves here. And then uh he was all essentially not in Inglorious Bastards. Like, he's <laughs> like, he's like not he I don't think he speaks a, maybe he speaks one line in the movie. I don't think he has a line no. I, mean, I think he, he just doesn't. I think
2: the pam the camera just pans past him in like a
0: tracking shot,
1: yeah, and the whole time I was watching him'm like, all right, where's the where's Paul's scene? I bet he's gonna do something cool. that's fun. <laughs> no, he's just like basically a extra in the movie. we like banked all of our success on this like this sale on his rising star, which young know, nice he work. he's very successful, but. Yeah, no, time. Really good for him. <laughs> he should stay out of the podcasting game, though. Yeah, yeah, he should stop ripping up, uh, ripping off our. Yeah, yeah, right. I'm putting him on blast. He ripped us off. <laughs> he has no. It's, idea. it's debatable,
2: you know. He did. They did have a Friday the Thirteenth podcast first. That's but, true. You know, that's true. That's true. Like the full format of this podcast. Anyways, we don't talk about this here. Um, you can find us on uh, what's that dumb fucking app where people talk. Uh,
1: the the like the right wing one, ga- like, is that? Ga- right? Uh it, oh, oh oh no, it's oh, like the talking clubhouse, one. clubhouse. Yeah, clubhouse. Oh uh, oh okay, I thought yeah. you were talking about like all the people who left Twitter to like start their own yeah parlor no, as well. no. <laughs> Yeah, you can. Cover. There's a Kill Street you know, a clubhouse. <laughs> We're so I mean, desperate for for if, listeners that we. Have if a, we
2: really wanted to boost our audience, is there any better move than just going right wing? Isn't yeah, that's
1: that, true. Yeah, but suddenly we would be, <laughs> we would have all the we just like kind of spew QAnon conspiracies, and we'll have so many li- more listeners. I can't do it. I'm way too selfish. I can't do it either. Uh, <laughs> all right, well let's uh, l- let's wrap this sure. segment up, and then uh, we will be right back, and we're gonna recap this movie.
0: Dr. Phillips,
2: it's
1: a pleasure to meet you or Brandon.
2: <laughs> Doctor,
0: you made a request to have a particular inmate working with you in the infirmary. Let's get on the table carefully. Clear. Hi, I'm Maroni. I'm a journalist. Do you remember what Dr. West
1: did to you? Stay away from him! Who was the guy who was
0: helping you today? Dr. Herbert
2: West. I wanna work with you. Going from rat to rat is okay,
0: but transferring from species to species, it's not right. Nanoplasm is a completely neutral energy. It's the same in rats, dogs, human beings. Throughout history, man has searched for the secret to immortality. She's not getting any fresher. One doctor has found it. It was a theory. But is it worth it? Awesome! Green shit! Rocks! No. No! Welcome to a world where death is just the beginning. A young doctor with a secret past. A beautiful, ambitious journalist. A sadistic warden. A model prisoner.
2: Herbert West, the Reanimator. Beyond Reanimator, he's at it again.
1: Alright, we start out with two boys camping in a tent. One of them is Howie. um, And they're all freaked out. They're just scaring each other, telling ghost stories. One has like a sheep's eyeball in a jar that he uses to scare little howie Mm -hmm. uh lightning crashes there's someone out there in the house i thought it was their mom but it turns out it's their sister takes a while to get this information on who this person is but uh uh emily is her name she's drinking a late night glass of milk in her underwear (laughs) you know when it's yeah midnight and you just want that (laughs) cold glass of cow's milk <laughs> this is one of
2: those things we're gonna get into this with i think a lot of stuff where it's like you mentioned this with the screenwriter who's spanish and it's like are these normal things in in spain and we're just Maybe. like we're just like xenophobes who are like this is
1: crazy nobody does yeah. any of this shit <laughs> it reminds us like troll 2 uh there's a famous yeah. quote from the director of troll 2 where one of the teenage characters is like uh I don't think I would say this. He's like, the director was like, uh, I know American teenager. You would say this. <laughs> like, okay. All right, Italian man. Barbed <laughs> it from me to argue. <laughs> Someone's watching her through the window. Howie, Howie, is that you? Uh, she, uh, the door creaks open. She's getting all freaked out. Cut to the kids outside with a flashlight. They didn't, they don't notice that there's these big muddy footprints leading into the house um then they jump scare there's we get a jump scare as they like pop out and scare Uh the sister yeah who i thought was maybe the mother yeah she seemed just
2: young enough that she had to be the sister but she's like a little too old to be this guy this kid's sister
1: yeah exactly yeah 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 um and I think you're smiling because one of the boys rushes over and puts his head between her legs. Yeah, it's her little brother. Uh, her little brother just. She's wearing underwear. Yeah. Uh huh. And he just puts his head like right in her crotch. Yeah. They it's immediately so start like
2: roughhousing in, and I'm glad that you've confirmed. I mean, you haven't verbally confirmed this. I hope that you're about to. But in a weirdly sexual way.
1: Yeah, um, and that's why it's like, okay, is it a babysitter then?
2: Right. Yeah.
1: Um, which would like make sense, more sense than what it is. But so
2: just to, to spoil this, there's like a moment in 20 minutes into this movie where he like caresses Elsa Pataki's face and is like, uh-huh. you looked like you remind me of my sister.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Was
1: this kid fucking his sister? It's a, I, I thought the same thing too. It's really, really strange. Anyways. Uh- <laughs> but he seems
2: too young for that even. He's very, he's like prepubescent, so. Anyways, we don't uh, need to dig in. this.
1: It. <laughs> yeah, suddenly a jawless corpse shambles in. It looks really cool. I like yeah. the look of this zombie. Mm-hmm. Like its its tongue is like flopping around. It's like trying to drink milk. Yeah, it looks really <clears throat> good, and it reminds
2: me of something that I saw in a Fangoria that I can't remember. Like this very similar effect was done in another movie and looks oh uh,
1: probably uh, Day of the Dead. That, maybe, like, yeah, zombie that the opening credits play over, yeah, but just um, no
2: jaw, but the tongue is still there,
1: like lolling around. It's cool, yeah, it's a, good, it's mm-hmm. a cool effect. And at that point, I was like, Oh, here we go, maybe mm-hmm. this is gonna be good. Um, she stabs the zombie with a knife, but of course, it does no good. Um, in my notes, I wrote, Oh, her name's Emily, maybe it's not his mom. <laughs> <laughs> The corpse smashes her head against the wall and like chokes her out, and uh, she slowly like slides down the wall. Uh, cops bust in, start shooting the zombie. Some good gore, some good bullet sh- bullet hits. And then Howie cries over her dead body, and we zoom into her iris. Uh, an ambulance drives away. Rain's kicking up. Uh, a cop tries to put an arm in a bag like a like a body part in a bag and it grabs his it grabs his arm it's still alive then he puts somebody in the back of the cruiser and we see it's Dr. Herbert West he makes eye contact with the boy and they pull off and howie who will come to know as Howard mm. notices mm. a glowing syringe yeah. on the ground full of the reagent and we got some credits Thirteen years later, a rat scurries around in the vents of the prison. He comes upon a... This is Ratty, by the way. This is our establishing of our hero, Ratty.
2: Meet Ratty, everyone.
1: (laughs) He's just a normal rat, for now. For now. Um, he, He comes to a piece of cheese on the ground, and like a little snare made out of string. The snare tightens on his legs, and he gets pulled out. And there's Dr. Herbert West. He has... A little operating table, <laughs> cut out into a book, like where like somebody would hide a shiv or right. something or some drugs.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> and he rigs up a bunch of homemade devices and electrocutes it, and it like fills a little vial with like sparkly electricity. Yeah, gas. And then uh, the guard, so I think it's Sergeant Mancho <laughs> West. What do you have in there? Some kind of animal. Why are you hungry? Ah, uh, classic West quip, <laughs> rye as ever. He's just so scathing. Yeah, he's delivered. A, he gives him a form. He has a new work assignment. Then through the vents, we follow through the vents, and we hear another prisoner calling for Ratty. Uh, and I wrote, "It's a, it's a Latino dude." Nope, it's just everybody in this <laughs> in this movie is Spanish. Um, and it's Cabrera. He's Ratty's owner. I guess, but who can really own a rat? You know, rats are free spirits. Um, he grabs his cellmate Moses' foot, who's like a cancer-stricken man. I think mm-hmm. he has cancer, right? I think they say that at one point. Something like that. They make yeah, they they give you that impression. A really striking-looking guy, mm-hmm. uh, like very thin, bald. Um, he's like, "Where's Ratty?" And the guard, Mancho, is like, "You should have." Uh, um, you should check with West. West likes animals. And um, oh yeah, it's there's a runner here throughout the rest of the movie where West had said the word dubious to uh to, <laughs> yeah. to the guard, and then he just like he doesn't know what it means and he keeps repeating it through the whole the whole movie. Alright, all the prisoners line up, leave their cells. Uh Cabrera runs up to West and questions him about the missing ratty. Uh and then we see a man in a suit watching West. He's the new doctor. It's Dr. Howard uh-huh. Phillips. Uh, this is how stupid I am when I was watching the opening the opening and someone's like Howie. Uh-huh. I'm like, "Oh, this is Howie West's Dr. Howard West's uh <laughs> origin story, I guess." And just- I was like you're so, no, you're so ready remember. to go with the flow. You're just like, oh, yeah, yeah, that, yeah. Makes, that makes sense. Uh,
0: yeah. It's
1: like he doesn't really look like him, but I don't know, maybe. Wait, there's zombies back when, How- when Howie, Doctor, the, mo- the guy I've been watching two movies of so far, Dr. Howard West, <laughs> was a kid. Uh, but no.
2: I mean, they, Kids, yeah. Yeah. the H's are okay. confusing. There's not a lot of guys' names that start with H.
1: Yeah, no, it's true. Harry Howie, yeah, and it's like two two main characters with Herbert and Howard. It's, right. They sound a little too similar. I agree. Uh, so, Doctor Doctor Howard Phillips meets with the warden, Warden Brando. Uh he's like showing him around the prison, into the death the death row, like the that whatever that cell block is mm-hmm. that has death row. In the movies, they call this the Death House. You wouldn't call it that, though. What what, what do you call it? The Death House, (laughs) which I thought was pretty funny. Um, so, uh, Warden Brando. Oh, they meet Warden Brando here. He's talking to a female reporter, Laura Olney, I believe her name is. Um, it's this is our. Pata- What's her name? Jen Pataki. Elsa. <laughs> Elsa. <laughs> that's somebody else, right? Patas- yeah, that's the uh, like pre- P- press secretary P-zaki. for Biden or something. Yeah,
0: that's right.
1: Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Anyways. Um, he's, uh, he's been a real creeper, and he's, he's also like a fucking lunatic because she's like, so you don't believe in rehabilitation? I believe in what works. And he like, pets his mm. electric chair, his precious electric chair. When a man sits in it, they submit to my power really getting off on electrocuting these prisoners not a very uh you know we should have some prison reform in this prison because uh the prisoners are not treated very well yeah no definitely
2: um i feel no never mind. keep going okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's
1: just like immediately i was like this riff isn't gonna be that funny uh let's keep it <laughs> potentially very sad yeah uh phillips in fact, like you graduated the top 5% of your class. What are you doing here? Well, I'm interested in institutional medicine. And I wrote, he really barely gets that line out. I had to rewind it a couple of times. <laughs> he's a real mush mouth. He doesn't he talk very clearly. I also like,
2: one of the things that I do sort of, uh, I'm amused by and appreciate is that nobody buys his bullshit that he's here for any other reason. Yeah, like yeah. immediately, both of the other two main characters know, are like, you have some kind of ulterior motive. What is it? Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. The warden and, uh, yeah, Laura. Like, yeah. But that's not true. <laughs> uh, Laura introduces herself to so him and they have a very flirty moment that's also very, very awkward. <laughs> Do all doctors have such a personal relationship with their tools? He chokes. <laughs> The double entendre is too much for him. She's thirsty right off the bat. Yeah, right off. It really comes on strong. Uh, And he requested to work with Dr. Herbert West. And uh, the warden warns him, be careful of him. He thinks he's smarter than the others. It's an attitude that can infect. They were outside. Moses' cellmate collapses on the ground, starts writhing around. Uh, Phillips rushes to help him. Apparently, he's like a, a, he's a, in prison because he's a cannibal Mm. uh moses is they carry him out of there (laughs) during the altar during like the commotion this junkie character who's like i don't know i didn't i never never got his name tails yeah yeah he looks like in an american movie he'd be played by like tommy chong (laughs) um probably he like steps on her leg and hurts her leg and she's a real pussy about it. She's like really like yeah. Ah! She's like freaking out. I um, missed that and then she the next time we see her she's like limping around and I'm like what the fuck? Why is she limping? Yeah, I had to rewind it because I also missed it. His character's name um, is Speedball. Speedball. Okay. <laughs> I I didn't even confirm
2: that. I'm just like yeah, somebody in this movie's name is Speedball. It's got to be this. That's guy. definitely him.
1: Yeah. Um the warden like creepily touches her ankle they bring the body of moses to the infirmary and west is in there uh phillips is like very aggressively yelling orders at this like big titty nurse <laughs> she's like she's like completely inappropriately dressed yeah. and not to like get on get on like this, you know, I'm not going to shame her. Sure, she works in a prison infirmary. I yeah. probably would not be wearing no, this she's Halloween costume sexy nurse yeah. outfit. I mean, she is wearing a sexy
2: nurse outfit like yeah it's definitely not a real nurse's outfit like the costume department was like here's your sexy nurse outfit yeah in another scene you can, enhances your cleavage yeah you can see nurse. her underwear through the nurse's smock or
0: whatever <laughs> the
1: fuck it is it's completely inappropriate she, for yeah, a prison she walked out of a
2: room in a later scene and i'm like well there's her thong cool i mean yeah. that's like i feel like this is really not a good idea um but you know, yeah. it's a progressive prison in that respect.
1: So. <laughs> uh, they don't have like the chemicals they need to. So West suggests something else, and helps administer it. Um, Phillips tries to give him the the paddles, and West is like, "You're wasting your time. He was dead before you brought him in here." And then Phillips screams, "God damn it! <laughs> that was my patient. He is going big for, and it feels yeah. weird." And even uh, somebody, maybe it's West, is like for five minutes, like he's even he's like, "Hey, man, calm down," or whoever says it. Um, yeah. Oh yeah, and I wrote, "Yeah, it's bad when Jeffrey Combs is being the reserved one and is the smallest performance in the room." Yeah. You
2: know I mean? Yeah. He's great, but also like he should be your like canary in the coal mine
1: for how yeah. big
2: anybody's gonna go.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah exactly. <clears throat> Not that he's ever like over the top, but like I would match his energy more than I would go bigger <laughs> than him. Um so they have a conversation uh he's he knows he's basically like he knows all about West and his past mm-hmm. and what he did and how they tried to cover it up. Um well, don't believe everything you hear. I didn't hear it, I saw it. He was a kid the night they arrested him, and he still has that glowing syringe from all those years ago, 13 years ago, and he wants to work with with West West takes the syringe, the theme starts playing, and that's kind of a, I like that moment. it's like it, it, it's the original theme, too.: Yeah, it's nice to good. get
2: the theme, and they do kind of like, like they tease it in the opening credits, but it's very minimal and brief, and I questioned that too. I was like, why?" But yeah. it's fun to have it come out now, where it's like, okay, you made me wait for it.
1: Yeah, and like Wes is holding that glowing syringe. Mm-hmm. It's like a nice fan servicey moment. Mm-hmm. Thirteen years. There's bound to be some deterioration, but maybe not. So he injects Moses in the base of the skull because. He's fucking can't help himself. Right. Just Anytime him a- there's a dead body around him, he's like, <laughs> "I'm gonna reanimate this thing." <laughs> I am the reanimator, after all. <laughs> after all. <laughs> <laughs> um. So he doesn't know if it's gonna take it all. Mm. Gives up. Turned. They turn their back to the body, which starts foaming at the mouth. Um, and Felix like suggests that maybe we can make some more. Um. And I'm willing to get what you like, I'll give you what you need and we can make it here. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, the body's rising from behind them. Phillips. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's rising from behind him. Phillips like turns around, grabs Moses by the face, and gets like way too close in his face. Yeah. And it's like, how do you feel? And even West is uh, like, hey man, I wouldn't yeah. do, I wouldn't do that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's like, he's like, no, no, they're usually <laughs> like acknowledging that like, they're usually really fucked up when they come back. <laughs> and then it really is
2: the first time. And that is something that I like about this movie's plot in general is this is the first time that West, at least and really anybody has been like forthcoming and realistic about it. It's like, there are issues with this, the reanimating yeah, yeah, yeah. process. It's not foolproof. <laughs> the end result is probably not what you really want.
1: I haven't really worked out all the kinks in the system, but it's a start. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I do appreciate that about this one. Um, so West smashes <laughs> Moses' head with a bucket. They have to sedate him. Guards and the nurse rush in. One of the one of the guards gets his arm. Oh, I think it's Mancho. Mm-hmm. Gets his arm bitten. Blood really sprays. Yeah, it's a squirter. <laughs> they get the sedative into uh, Moses but he's still coming at the nurse who's screaming. Really they should have prepped that sedative syringe before they injected him. That should just be like we have this one and we have th- make sure we have this one ready. Yeah. I mean they do uh, all the writers of every one
2: of these movies really likes to kind of have their cake and eat it too with West cuz they like mm-hmm. make him this like sort of dedicated like really intense scientist. He's like I've done so much painstaking work, but then he also just like um like Completely, just blows it with like bad procedure all the
1: time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's just like, will all of a sudden be like, but why use it? Why like? Let's cut through some of this red tape. I'm just gonna <laughs> inject this fucking yeah. zombie cat. Mm-hmm. Um. <clears throat> so, uh, the warden and Laura come in. Moses is like conscious now. He's talking. He's apologizing, which is like a level of. A level of uh um uh what's the word I'm looking for capability? That's not it. But Mm. like usually when these corpses come back, I guess I guess the sergeant, the 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 detective from the last movie, could talk a little bit. A little bit. I don't know. Moses is kind of being a real motor mouth. Yeah, he's like apologizing.
2: Yeah, he seems. I mean, and again, that's another thing where I think they just decide on a case to case basis, like how verbal any of the reanimated people are going
1: to be. Yeah. uh, So some, you know, some shenanigans happen that Moses grabs the warden's dick and just squeezes. <laughs> um, Phillips accidentally drops a syringe. And then Wes tries to pass it off as like, we brought him back. Like, you know, his heart rate's up. That's why he's acting all crazy. And the warden's like, you just added 12 months to your sentence. Like, why? I, I don't know why. What he did exactly that the there, warden is. There's something
2: about this warden that's very like he feels like a real composite of some other characters like cliches mm-hmm. from other movies um he definitely has like shades of what's his face from silence of the land lambs and uh
1: the um the like FBI director? Not the director,
2: the guy who, like, runs the asylum that, uh... Oh, yeah, 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 and, I don't remember his name. Yeah, yeah, I forget his name.
1: But... And also, like, the, the warden from Shawshank a mm-hmm. little bit, and, like...
2: Yeah, and just, like, the way that he creeps on Olney is that whole vibe is, like, feels very recycled, and, yeah.
1: Yeah. He's, like, a mix between Dr. Hill uh-huh. and, you know, like, a, a sadistic warden. Right. And, like, yeah, he's kind of all these things. Mm-hmm. And his aggressiveness towards West doesn't completely make sense. Whatever. Um, so the warden locks everything down. and I, Yeah, I wrote like, I'm not sure why everyone's being so mean to West. Um, and he turns to Phillips. Oh, yeah. So they all leave. He's like left with Phillips. He's like, my last partner turns state's evidence against me. I'm expecting better things from you. So I guess Dan, at the end of the day... Dan turned on him
2: or or not necessarily I I I read this as just like whoever he was working with in oh in the opening sequence when he gets arrested and then gets sent to prison
1: oh you don't think it was Dan he was alluding to I want to believe that it wasn't Dan yeah you they're bros to the end you'd want to I
2: think so and well I mean I also think if we have any hope for another sequel I would
1: I would want to see Dan back so me too yeah um, and he warns them to watch out for that reporter, mm. Laura. Um, I, yeah, so they get the in the yard, they get the alarm for lockdown, they're back to their cells. And then we get that establishing shot of the prison that I was talking about mm-hmm. that's like an old, old, like hundreds of year old prison or something. Uh, yeah, like, I mean, the dusty Spanish skyline. <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh oh boy oh boy yeah there's some really there's some
2: nice looking wide shots that are unmistakably europe
1: yeah oh yeah it is this next part too it like leaves a prison the exterior of the prison looks crazy laura is just like sitting on a car yeah oh the fucking
2: cars okay so yeah yeah the cars they don't look
1: yeah it's like the cop car is like
2: a fucking citroen or whatever the the hell you know yeah
1: yeah,
0: yeah. like all
2: european cop cars are um i don't even remember what but yeah it's just like cool yeah european cop cars here in massachusetts and then she's on like a VW Cabriolet or something. And if yeah, I, something. I was just like, this is like the only car they could find that they also
1: have in the US, right? Right. <laughs> um, He offers to drive her home. And then the warden, they like pan up, and the warden's straight up leaning out of his window watching. Yeah. Like half of his body's hanging out. Yeah. He's angry. Uh huh. He's got a rage. Uh, in the hall.
0: He's a rage runner.
1: Uh In the hall, the warden questions, uh, "You know Moses? He wants to know what West gave him." Um, I don't know why I'm here. I'm dead. This is hell. Oh, in his cell, I wrote X misspelled. Um, and the warden starts beating him with his cane because he, after all, he is very evil. Uh, Cabrera calls to West, who's wrapping up the dead rat in some foil. He's like, <laughs> hey, "West, where's Ratty?" Um and then we cut to Laura Byrne dinner. <laughs> so her and Phillips are just eating pizza on the couch. Um he asks her like what she's working on at the what story she's working yeah. on. He's like a progressive educational programs at a state penitentiary. <laughs> <laughs> Such a stupid story. Hey, come on, don't give up. Anything's possible. You just have to see the possibilities and see the, seize the moments, yeah. you know? <laughs> Trust your instincts and go for it. This is this was like nobody talks yeah, like this. This is a terrible exchange. This whole conversation is dumb. It's so dumb. And she's like, "So what are you really doing here?" <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, uh, "I'm investigating the effects of incarceration on life and death." And she's like, "No, no, 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 no way!" <laughs> you know, he's like, "Okay, well, I saw my sister die when I was a kid. I never want to feel helpless again." Uh, I wanted to bring her back to life and she asks about Wes and he, he like just fills her in on West's backstory um, and it was one of the zombies from Miskatonic that killed his sister then that, this is the part where he like strokes her face he's like that expression reminds me of Emily <laughs> really a real panty dropper of a move like you remind me so much of my dead sister What's fuck <laughs> uh, she's there for it. She is. They kiss. Yeah. Uh, Moses is freaking out in his cell all bloody. Phillips returns to the lab with the chemicals West needs to make his reagent. And then they find like a private like room storage room to make their own secret lab. Uh, Phillips suddenly. Uh, this is uh, this always drives me nuts because this happened huh. in Bride of Reanimator 2 where like he got he got West all of. Stuff and then all of a sudden he's taking the moral high road. Yeah, and he's like, oh, I want to help people. <laughs> um, You know, I don't want to hurt people. I want to help people. Yeah, like, you fucking know what it's you're
2: getting. Like into motivations vacillating from one scene to another based on like, oh, we need to cook up some conflict. You know,
1: it's yep, exactly. Just, try hard. Try a little harder. You know. Um, you have some lipstick on your collar. You better keep your lips sealed.
0: <laughs> That's a good. Um, iron. That's <laughs> you sound
1: just like it. <laughs> Thanks. Oh,
0: um, on your collar, we get a.
2: <laughs> what did you say? I got some lipstick on your collar.
0: <laughs>
1: got some lipstick on your. collar oh, that was West. <laughs> oh, I was gonna say you sound like Philip. <laughs> oh, sorry, it was...
0: <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you got lipstick hey, on you to your collar, nerd. To to toy.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Ireland. Um, we get a montage of West and Phillips doing sciencey shit. And also um Laura looking into the Miskatonic ma- uh, massacre. Mm-hmm. And then voila. West has his precious reagent. <laughs> and then there's a sex scene. Uh oh, yeah. Comes out of nowhere. Full on <laughs> come out of, out of nowhere, full on butt shot for yeah. Phillips as he finishes right inside. <laughs> It's like the moment of climax that we come in on. Yeah. yeah. Uh they've, and then she's quite <laughs> They've gotten very they've gotten very intimate very quickly. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, she's questioning him about West. He doesn't seem human anymore. Um and it's like she's clearly now working on a story about West. Right. Like, but Phillips' too dumb <laughs> to like understand. Yeah. Um so then we cut to uh, Phillips examining uh, Speedball, who wants some little red pills, Vicodin, and then the fucking sexy nurse spoon feeds him some medicine like a baby. Mm-hmm. So, um, Cabrera grabs West. Today's the day, Cabron. If he's gonna get him for what he did to Ratty, right. West approaches Phillips. Today's a day. It worked. I kind of like that. That's like the repeating of sure. lines. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I like whatever, <laughs> whatever. Just what, just whatever sure. myself <laughs> on my own podcast. <laughs> well, I'm not going to do it. Cause you'd start crying and then we'd have to stop <laughs> down. <laughs> um, they fill a syringe with reagent now to test it on who? Uh, and West pulls out, the dead ratty from the freezer. Um, yeah. Which actually, shouldn't you let that thing thaw out first? It's a good question. Anyway, Does Laura, it, do you think that makes a difference? I it's, don't, I mean, yeah. I mean, it's like just like, all the muscles would be frozen. It's like cooking. Incredibly painful you have to let it defrost yeah. it on the counter <laughs> before you reanimate it. <laughs> Yeah, so it cooks more evenly.
2: <laughs> um, you can put it in the microwave on defrost, but you really gotta check it like every minute, or else you. Will. I never
1: get. Th- I can never defrost stuff in the microwave. No, I just don't. Never comes out right. No, it always fucks it up. Um, then Laura's like buttering up Brando to get some more, the warden Brando to get mm-hmm. some more information. My story isn't working. It's too in- impersonal. Something's missing, and it's you. You're the key. <laughs> She's a real opportunist. Um, mm-hmm. She wants to look around. And afterwards, I'll need a few hours for an in-depth interview. It's fucking hard as a rock. <laughs> wants to take her out to dinner. <clears throat> West and Phillips inject the rat. Ratty's not going to be very happy. The rat comes alive and is pissed off. Uh, and he's, he's like, the seren- This brought him back from the dead and he holds up the reagent but this will give him life uh i didn't write it down but mm. in the beginning of this scene he explains that when the human body dies you lose at like what is it, like 11 12 yeah, grams that, or whatever well, it is
2: yeah it's it's well isn't it 21 grams
1: 21 so, grams that's what it is
2: yeah yeah but yeah. i mean that's the movie but then i think he gives some other different number but that's what they're talking about right like the weight yeah. of the human
1: soul or something. Exactly. So he's figured out in his 13 years in prison that this nanoplasm that he has in his tube um, is like the missing ingredient to mm. give, not humanity, but you know, yeah. to bring the rat back to normal. And that's
2: a lot of what we were seeing with the rat on the book table. In the yep. beginning, it's, it's this electrical thing. It's nanoplasmic energy. Which I think is a
1: cool idea
2: that like yes. there
1: is like oh I figured out the rest, like
2: Yeah. I figured out why all of these things are like crazy and miserable and I think I can maybe fix it. And it's like, okay, yeah. that's a good like next step for the overarching exactly. plot of yeah. the series.
1: Um so he uh puts the you know electrical needle or whatever into the rat. And flips a switch. We get some CGI synapses like the opening of Fight Club, but less cool. <laughs> yeah, even though this movie came out six years later. <laughs> yeah. The rat calms down, and he's a friendly little guy now. For now. For now. Yeah.
2: Phillips. I like the little needle, too. It's like a little three-pronged thing. Yeah, he yeah. It puts into the base of the skull. We see it a couple more times. I, I thought it was a good gadget.
1: I, yeah, I like it, too. Um, Phillips passes Laura in the hall. And he's like, what are you doing here? Just going for it. (laughs) Uh, She wants to talk to Moses and Brimes, Mancho, the guard, to let her in. And he does, stupidly. And he's like, you know, if you scream, I can't come back to help you. Uh, But yeah, he's in a straitjacket. He can't hurt you. In the prison, Cabrera is bench pressing. He sees West. Coming into the coming into the yard in that hot Spanish sun. <laughs> Golden Spanish sun that's yellow in a way that it never is in Massachusetts. Yeah. <laughs> um, someone passes him a shiv. And West diffuses the situation by uh giving him Ratty. Yeah. Oh, Ratty, give Daddy a kiss. <laughs> Ratty's eyes turn red. <laughs> What's wrong, Ratty? Uh, Laura is questioning Moses about what happened to him the other day. Do you remember what Dr. West did to you? She touches his shoulder to ask if she can check his pulse. He's all drooling and shit. He's hungry. <laughs> the warden, Brando, comes in behind her. You must think I'm an idiot. I don't like it when people lie to me suddenly moses pounces uh on the on the warden bites off his ear it's very stringy and goopy looking
2: yeah it's this is this is an interesting kind of effect that we get in a lot of movies where it's like it reminds me a little bit of dead alive in that it's like yeah 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 i like it because it's gross and gory but it's also very unrealistic Yes. So I'm, like, never quite sure how I feel about it, but for the most part, I'm like, ah, it's fun. It's fun, so I'm, I'm it's cool It's fun, yeah. It. yeah.
1: But it looks like the eater is held on by snot or right. something. Right, yeah. Um, the warden beats him with his cane. I wrote, beats him to death, but that's just not true. Uh, then he undoes the straitjacket so that he's like, hey, I can't have people think I murdered him. Then he tells Laura to get on her knees and Bark like a dog to convince him. It's a really fast, we get there very quickly, and it's not, and
2: it's like, wait, what's this dog thing about? And I guess it's just about demeaning
1: her. I'm not quite sure. Yeah. Am I the most fascinating man you ever met? You thought about Dos Equis, right? I did. I really did. Yeah. Yeah. Especially because it's Spanish accent. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I think this predates that campaign. Yeah. Yeah. Uh I totally thought of that. Uh he undoes his pants and she tries to run, but he grabs her. And then West wants to give Moses Raddy's nanoplasm. Um and he, and Phillips is like, Oh, going rat to rat's okay, but transforming from species to species, it's not right. Um <clears throat> Phillips said that. Uh the guards bring, it, bring a body in and call for Phillips. Something bad happened. They unwrap the body. It's Laura. She's dead, strangled. The guard saves by Moses, but we know. We know what really happened. And then, of course, Wes pulls out the reagent, hands it to Phillips. Yeah. And then, after a little hesit- hesitancy, he does it. Um,. And then he's like, Wes is like, I'm going to get some Thorazine. And i were like, shouldn't he have done that before they injected her? She starts flopping around, foaming at the mouth. Um, Phillips tries to strap her to the bed. And she sits up and she looks around the room all scared. Kind of like the bride in, in part two. Mm-hmm. Um, And she cowers. And then she I think she says, woof, woof. I had, I had the captions on.
2: Initially, it took me a second too. And I was like, I guess just, just a continuation of like, she was thinking about the dog thing from before. Yeah. 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 But it definitely doesn't like work as any kind of like, oh, it's so clever. It's like, wait, it just makes you go, what?
1: Yeah. You kind of forget that the dog thing even happened. Yeah. Um, Mancho, the guard. Opens up Moses cell and he's gone. So they call lockdown Cabrera. lets ratty. Uh, what I wrote, <laughs> Cabrera lets ratty Putin in his cell. So uh, there. anyway, he puts him down Cabrera on the floor ha- and tells him to like, get some food. Right. Isn't that what happened? Yeah, I guess that's what it is. Uh, Moses yeah. is in there. He grabs ratty, puts the rat in his mouth. Uh Mancho opens a door to see what the hell's happening and then Moses spits the rat onto Mancho's face and the rat bites off the tip of his nose and mi- while this is happening like this whimsical music is playing Yeah. Yeah, the whole time yeah, like, a, little, a little mixed. Doesn't really make sense for the scene. He tries to kill the rat with his baton but Cabrera is like no and pushes him against the wall. Uh, Warden Brando comes into the infirmary while Phillips and West are arguing about what to do with Laura. He has his ear in a bag. Um, He gets mad that they set up that secret lab for their illegal research. He picks up (laughs) a syringe of reagent Mm -hmm. and he slaps West. You're never going to see the outside of these walls again. Laura starts cowering in fear away from him. And then Wes pulls this heavy ass looking microscope and brains him on the head with it. It does look heavy as hell. It does look he- It's like an old science class microscope. Uh, Moses is being beating Mancho with his own baton. And I think he's dead at this point. It's hard to tell. Uh, then Cabrera flips the switch and lets out all the inmates out of their cells uh, a guard gets tossed over the railing. There's a there's a riot going on. West works fast and electrocutes Brando to get his nanoparticle energy. And it's pretty gruesome. He like puts this like blade into yeah. the palm of his hand. Mm-hmm. That looks like it really fucking hurt. Yeah,
2: and they have this whole they they have another. And this is a more reasonable like moral debate that they have because uh-huh. because Howard is like. Kind of arguing with him, and then he's like, "He's not dying; like he's still alive." And West is like, "Quick, we have to get the NPE from him before he dies." And then he yeah. like, starts to wake up, and yeah, yeah, Phillips is like, "He's not dying; he's waking up." And and West is like, oh here we go!" <laughs> Pulls the yep, and he's like, "Well,
1: and he should die; he yeah. should die, <laughs> right?" <laughs> so he electrocutes him to death. <clears throat> um. The, there's a the prison riot happening Cabrera tries to kiss ratty and it bites him on the tongue. Yeah. West injects Brando's NPE into Laura and she's back, but has a Spanish accent now, which I assume is her regular accent. I think so. Yeah. Um, um, it's all.
2: And again, very confusing. Cause if she wasn't someone who has a, in the meta sense, we were like, noting her accent creeping through the whole time this would be clear that it's like oh now she has the warden's accent yeah exactly yeah but instead it's just like my i think that was just a really bad line read that they didn't have her redo.
1: and when it happened i was like i didn't put two and two together Mm -hmm. immediately and i was like has she always had an accent (laughs) Like, like i couldn't really yeah like remember um she starts riding on the floor like she's possessed. Um her voice is like the her voice and the warden's like layered on top of mm-hmm. each other. Cabrera breaks into the infirmary and grabs West. You did something to Arati. Uh West West you he like grabs um Laura. He's like you took my Arati so I'm going to take this little pussycat. He starts kissing Laura's neck. She gets possessed again. Smacks him. Oh, you like it rough, huh? That is like such a stereotypical mm-hmm. line when yeah. like a woman is being assaulted by like a, a bad guy and she slaps him. Oh, you like it rough? That it's like in so many fucking. there yeah. should be a supercut of all of the times that that gets said
2: absolutely one it is it's a self-perpetuating thing because it's like you just have this kind of lazy this is how these scenes get written and everyone just Uh copies the last one you know yeah exactly i remember this from Um, from fucking supergirl i watched the 80s supergirl movie for how did this get made Oh right, right. And she gets in a fight with two guys, and one of them is somebody famous. I forget who, but anyway, it's like these two truckers essentially try to, you know, assault her, and she like kicks the shit out of one of them, and the other guy's like, "Ah, oh, you like a rough, huh?" And
1: it's like, okay, so that's at least thirty years old, forty years old. It's yeah, so fucking lazy. Yeah. Um, Phillips goes to the guard shack. They're all dead inside. Some other guns with guards, uh, sorry, other way around. Some other gu- guards with guns call him back over to like this locked off part of the prison, but now he's uh-huh. separated from Laura, who's stumbling around. Um, West runs out of the lab, loads uh-huh. up on his reagent in his bag. Cabrera finds Laura with a couple other guys, and I suppose he's going to like try and rape her. Um, <clears throat> she grabs his throat. Cut to West injecting Warden Brando because he can't help himself. It, it
2: literally makes so little sense. And even later on, like, Phillip's comments on it. Like, why would you? Like, Yeah, yeah. He's, Probably. like, furious. He's, like, why is he
1: alive again? And it's like, oh, I'm a little rascal. I may have had some, I'm a naughty little boy.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, God. West...
1: Welcome back, Warden. Before I leave, I want to conduct one last experiment, and you're my best subject. Um, so he wants to see if he can insert behavioral imprinting, mm-hmm. I
0: wrote.
2: But then he leaves. Yep. And then he's like, he's I can't like, stay to
1: see the results. And it's like, well, yeah. then why the fuck did you do it? Then why did you do it? Just yeah. to make another fucking crazy zombie walking around? Yeah. Bad writing. Uh, then he's like, but I'll leave the door open so the prisoners find you. <laughs>
0: So fucking Um, dumb. So fucking dumb. So dumb.
1: The cops arrive, and I laughed out loud because they have Massachusetts license plates. (laughs) (laughs) On a bunch of Um, Renault cop cars. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Phillips runs out of the barricade to find Laura. The warden sneaks up on Wes and knocks him out with his cane because, of course. Mm -hmm. Uh, Then he finds speedball and another prisoner stealing drugs and you know how laura has the uh the accent of the warden well yeah a yeah. little bit of ratty is now oh, seeping man. through with the warden because yeah. he's got some buck teeth so fucking dumb it is that it is, is it. so dumb it's like
2: it's very stupid, and it's like I don't know if they thought it was funny or clever, yeah. but whatever it is is like not it's not worrying
1: it's like inexcusable it's so yeah. stupid um Sergeant Mancho stumbles up. The warden beats him with his cane, I guess, to death again. I can't keep track on if Mancho's alive or dead. Mm-hmm. I think at a certain point he dies and they reanimate him. I'm not sure. Yeah, the warden beats him to death, right? The rat warden now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And
2: then the he immediately warden. goes to his bag and he's like, oh, this is how I get him to follow directions and fucking juices
1: him out. Right, right, yeah. Laura wakes up covered in blood. She's holding a knife. And she's killed. Well, she has. Well, yeah, I guess she has. She's killed Cabrera and everyone. Completely uh,
2: dismembered.
1: Just dis- body parts yeah. everywhere, and her hand is all broken and wiggly. I-, I didn't really understand why that was happening.
2: Yeah, they don't explain it. It's one of those things where you know you watch it unfold and you go, "Okay, I guess we're gonna see now like the physical uh, effects." Of this is going to keep advancing like the way in which it, you know, West's new NPE thing doesn't work, right? Like this is like, right, right. these are the side effects. But instead we just get this weird like stop motion of her fingers like bending backwards. And then, and that's it. And it's, I mean, and then we do that's see it. the same thing too. We saw it back when they first brought her back and there's like the bulge of something like moving oh, through yeah, her body. Yeah,
1: yeah, I forgot that. Right? I to note that, yeah.
2: Well, then, I, I mean, it makes sense because it results in nothing. Like this is the only other thing that you could maybe connect to it, and there's no clear line to
1: draw between the two. And then, yeah, I mean, like, is, it'd yeah. be cool if she turned into like a freak or something. Like,
0: that's what I assumed was, was would,
1: gonna happen. And yeah, me too. Like, her hand would grow like a claw or some shit.
2: And I think part of the reason I'm pissed, at, like you are, about the Warden Ratty stuff is because it's like, well, shouldn't he turn into like a giant hybrid rat monster? Isn't that yeah, what we exactly. assume is gonna happen?
1: Yeah. You know? Yeah. Get, grab, like, start growing a tail or some shit, and yeah. some claws. That'd be cool. I mean, it wouldn't be cool. It would, it'd be it'd be, it'd be better, better than what we got. Yeah. <laughs> it'd be the coolest um, thing ever. No, not really. <laughs> that'd be so fucking cool, man. That's would be the coolest movie. Um, the warden finds her. Are you, are these men giving you a problem? Uh whatever. Uh the drug, <laughs> drug addict prisoner speedball steals a syringe of reagents. Yeah. oh the good stuff he's had his eyes on it yeah uh the warden talks about how the electric chair is too good for these criminals it's too fast he wants to inject them with the reagent so they can come back to life and he can keep killing them slowly over and over
2: yeah and this is, I mean, this is another thing that it's like I feel like it's a little bit of a lazy recycled caricature of just like the super sadist, right? You know? Yeah, yeah. He doesn't really have any
1: motivation outside of like, I wanted them all to suffer. He's just a psychopath. Um, Moses. Oh yeah, the speedball injects some of the reagent and he loves it. He can't get enough of it. <laughs> uh Moses finds the nurse rips her dress open she's not wearing any underwear on underneath yeah she's not wearing any bra yeah and this is this is the payoff
2: of this insane outfit she's been wearing the whole time which is like he snags it with one hand and the whole thing flies open
1: right it was like bursts apart
2: yeah and it's like yeah she's been they've and I'll, i'll you know they've been setting her up to get naked for the whole movie yeah uh yeah anyways
1: He asks God for forgiveness, then bites her nipple off, burial ground It gets a little,
2: uh, and I mean, not to, you know, uh, not to, I hope, I don't think I'm inserting any of my own thoughts here, but it gets a little weird, too, where it's like, shades of the opening scene where there's, there's, he gets a little maternal with his commentary. Yeah, yeah. And uh, there's kind of like the, you know, nuzzling up to the breast and stuff. It has a very, like, it's like i think I think there's definitely Yasna or someone else is letting a little bit of their weird psychosexual uh inclinations <laughs> bleed into this.
1: Have you ever seen Burial ground before? No,
2: I don't know what that is
1: uh oh, it's an Italian zombie movie. It's not good mm. um but there's a little boy in it mm-hmm. who looks like a fifty year old man well, like straight up a little boy who has a receding hairline it's fucking crazy okay um and he spoiler for burial ground skip ahead 30 seconds if you (laughs) don't want me to i kind of just already ruined it he bites his mom's nipple off and it is it's a good nipple bite like it's it's much better than this nipple bite (laughs) Uh, (laughs) oh i'm gonna see if i can find that's uh in the break Uh, i'll try to find a picture of this boy from burial ground i would love to see um So, so West is reunited with... Oh, go ahead. I said,
2: I don't need to see the nipple bite, but I'd like to see the boy's hairline. No, you're
1: going to see it. You're going to see everything. You're going to see what I give you. <laughs> oh, <laughs> West is reunited with Phillips. Uh, you're wrong. She changed. It was a theory. <laughs> he suggests looking in the death house for because that's probably where the warden took her. Mm-hmm. But I thought the warden was dead. Meh. God damn you. <laughs> I'm a bad little boy. Yeah. Uh, The SWAT team arrives and helps that poor nurse. Moses grabs one, rips his throat out, and they shoot him to shit. It's fucked. It's not that, it's not that fucked. Um, war- the warden backs Laura up against the electric chair. He tells her, "Gets to her, get to your knees. Again, he wants wants her to blow him. Uh, She tells Mancho, or he tells Mancho, I don't know, somebody does, to go stand guard. Meanwhile. She, she does,
2: and she, she uses does. her, like, warden voice. Oh. And it's all very right. confusing, because yeah, 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 yeah. it's like, wait, so are they both the warden?
1: And it, Yeah, it's like the warden assaulting the warden
2: and it seems like you could do something with this if you were so inclined like yeah that's an interesting idea yeah but they don't they just this they just have her issue in order to matcha, and that's it
1: ratty arrives on the scene guys of <laughs> all you ratty fans
2: ratty's back who is now part of the warden and that's it's like now we have a crazy triangle right yeah
1: you're right yeah man he's watching he's <laughs> ratty as the who's also partly the warden Uh is watching the warden who is partly ratty Mm -hmm. get blown by laura who is also the warden but she doesn't ever actually
2: do the blowing (laughs)
1: uh i think so because she bites his dick off and if you see him like he has a face of pleasure he's like oh i guess i guess you're right okay And and she bites his dick off spits it across the room ratty grabs it then the warden the warden puts her in the chair. Uh Cabrera's better half <laughs> his upper half um jumps down on West while he's West is walking around the prison, and there is a really, really terrible looking green screening happening. Yeah. There. It's distra- it's very distracting. And like he's clearly being held up by a harness. Yeah. He tried to mat it out, mm-hmm. but nope yeah no they didn't
2: really succeed and also they use some really exciting physics for his upper half so you can just Dude. in this scene but then even
1: later on we apparently he can fly yeah yeah he like launches himself like a fucking missile yeah um oh my god <laughs> i found the boy oh man burial ground i'm going right, you right now fucking crazy looking he doesn't have a receding hairline i was wrong okay there. but uh here we go okay um <laughs> so uh west ends up swinging him around on the end of a rope and throwing him away um ah. laura <laughs> yeah right <laughs> he has a fake hairline he's wearing a wig yeah of some yeah. Kind. yeah yeah he is And it, like, like oh, so weird looking it is a man. It has to be a man, right? Yeah, I don't know. that's not a boy. That's a grown man. Um, Phillips finds Laura. She's smiling all weird. It's taking over. You got to get it out. I can't. Um, she like writhes a little bit, and she's like she's like flipping between being possessed and not being possessed. Right. And she oh she opens her shirt. She's wearing a really weird scandalous top. It's like s adjacent.
2: Yeah. There's no justification for it. Because everything it's, that has happened has all happened in the span of one day. And she was alive yeah. and normal when she showed up at the prison. Unless this yeah, is just something we don't know about that she like, yeah, likes to wear s and She secretly
1: gear. likes to wear this stuff under her clothes. Because she's like a tiny, tiny slit skirt, too. Yeah. Like, it's crazy looking. Um, The warden... Uh, whatever the warden comes and beats Phillips I'm sick of this fucking warden I'm sick of this movie <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, Wes tries, tries to get the syringe from the junkie um, he injects the rest into his arm and then Wes kind of sits back and watches as he starts like bleeding from his face and his eyes start popping his chest bursts open it's a good effect I West, like this it's a cool effect yeah. Wes West grabs his eyeball And the guy's like a total wreckage of like meat and blood and skull and skeleton like poking out and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I think this looks awesome. Yeah. And he's like, Hey man, you got any more?
2: (laughs) (laughs) It's a fun, this was one, this was like one of the handful of things in this movie that I liked and actually got a kick out of
1: me too. Uh, Phillips and Laura struggle. The warden crab walks like to his cane. He's like, I guess he's walking like a rat. Yeah, you know rats that walk like crabs. Crabs. Ratty's rolling the dick around <laughs> like a log. Yeah, and this
2: little section of the movie is just like what is this. It feels like a road trip or something. Like it's, yeah, it
1: does. Yeah, it does. Uh, Laura's punching Phillips. Cabrera's still coming after West. Um, she tries to Laura tries to stick a stiletto into Phillips' eye, but he throws her off. Um. And then Cabrera launches himself like a rocket, <laughs> like shot out of a cannon. Yeah, he flies 15 at, feet, probably. <laughs> it's fucking crazy. This guy's got some real massive upper body strength. And we <laughs> see him bench pressing earlier. Mm-hmm. So I guess they really set this up. Yeah. Um, Wes beats him with a cane. Uh, Laura does the weird crab walk thing herself. And uh, she tries... To, okay, so she like puts phillips head between her legs or she like crab walks over him mm-hmm. grabs him with her legs and tries to crush his legs with her wait with is her, this supposed to legs. be some sort of callback to the beginning when he puts his
2: head between oh, oh shit, his sister's I, legs
1: i never thought about that maybe. neither did i until you described it right now but now I'm like wait is this a thing it's crazy if it is <laughs> what a weird connection to like make a point to make
2: oh no just like before Philips yeah.
1: <laughs> phillips slashes laura's throat west uh, has strapped the warden into the electric chair he throws a switch the warden's face melts and i think ratty collapses and i think the dick also collapses i'm not sure <laughs> uh, it's like all in silhouette um west finds phillips cradling laura's body it's like, I had to kill her to save her, but I want her back. Wes takes his ID card. The SWAT team arrives and finds Phillips with the body and says, like, oh, She's all right now. I gave her life. And we see he's completely decapitated her. Yeah. Um, Wes pretends to be Phillips and sneaks out past some guards. Mancho, who's like a zombie, sees him and is like, dubious. So that, <laughs> we get that. Great callback! It's hilarious. Um, and her eye, Laura's eyes pop up, and she's still alive. Um, then I think Philip's like, "Tell him! Tell him I saved you, Emily, uh, Laura, <laughs> Emily." And they both start laughing, screaming,
2: laugh, screaming, yeah, in a ridiculous
1: split screen. <laughs> yeah. It's bad. Uh, So then West is like escaping on the lawn, reaches into his pocket, pulls out Speedball's eye and throws it on the grass, which calls into question, why did he save it?
0: Yeah. If he's just going to
1: discard it. He walks off fade to black, but this isn't it. Did you see the credits? Yeah. Did you watch these credits?
2: Unfortunately? Yes, I did. We
1: get a, uh, a fight scene. Between Ratty in the severed penis, I'd be curious to see what. I mean, this must just not exist in the sci-fi cut. Mm, yeah, but uh, yeah, and it's all in silhouette, um, or mostly in silhouette.
2: And then there's some terrible CGI dick. It's yeah. it's a real mess. It's like it. What it really smacks of is like here's what I think happened. I think. I think that one of the more youthful members of Yuzna's crew was like, oh, Brian, you know, it'd be hilarious if we did like a fight scene between the dick and the rat. And he was like, sure. That's funny. Why don't you do that? And it's like, you know, he didn't do it. So they like shot it like, you know, during some spare time or something. And,
0: Mm -hmm. you know,
2: I can just, it's like two, like it's some dumb fucking idea that he was like, all right, hilarious. We'll put it in the end credits. And it's like, No, it's not funny. It's stupid. And it looks shitty. It's so
1: stupid. It's so dumb. I mean, like, what a fall from grace for this series to, like, (laughs) begin with this masterpiece of a movie to, like, the last thing we ever see Mm -hmm. for now is a rat fighting a penis. Yeah. (laughs) I sent you another picture of the beard. I see it. (laughs) He's definitely a man. (laughs) And he has a weird, like, (sighs) oh, wait, what the fuck? great this is another be- better better picture hold on hold on oh, this uh boy. maybe i'll tw- oh th- wasn't there some picture i said i was going to tweet out and i never did probably i uh, well. all right listeners remind me if i forgot oh somebody. jesus okay so for, for, for D- looks like an old lady in that one yeah uh f- all right for deaths we got emily the milk zombie moses laura mancho I guess the guard tossed by Moses off of a fucking balcony. Yeah. Warden Brando, Cabrera, the guard bit by Moses, Moncho. Oh, uh, I already said Moncho. <laughs> speedball. Yeah.
2: What was your favorite? Um, and we got Laura again at the end, but then also yeah. she's like still sort of alive. Uh Speedball. That's my yeah. favorite. I like that one. It was a fun. The effects are good. They're gross but it's like very shocking and not shocking, but it's like really over the top. Uh, and yeah, it's like somebody, somebody put a lot of work into a ridiculous effect on that one. And I think it looks, good. yeah.
1: And it's kind of funny too. That one's my favorite too, but I'll give a shout out to the, uh, the zombie from the beginning of the movie. Um, yeah. What is next? Next is, uh, things that didn't age well. <laughs> Mm, i mean mm. i don't know where, where 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 can we what can we stay uh um, so much of this didn't age well i this mean movie didn't age well No, this
2: this movie definitely didn't age well and yeah it's and it's again it is in that no man's land of a time period that at least at this point right now in mm-hmm. 2021 Hasn't distinguished itself as having like a fun retro feel or look of any kind.
1: Yeah, it just looks yeah. bad.
2: This is basically what I would assign to almost everything from like nineteen ninety seven through probably two thousand eight two thousand nine. Yeah, and and even in two thousand ten, it's not like things have a cool old look. It's just like they feel modern enough that it's like you don't notice it. You know?
1: Yeah, this is that weird gray gray uh, point. Well, that's what we're.
0: I gray area? gray area
1: that's what it was gray area of like not old enough to look cool like a 80s movie right even when an 80s movie looks bad yeah and not good enough to look modern so right it's like just kind of looks shitty yeah yeah and that's kind of how the
2: whole movie feels i think yeah
1: good yeah. call good call all oh, right scary we like to rate how scary these movies are <laughs> oh boy this is a terrifying movie oh boy on a scale of one to ten i'll go first okay this Fuck, man. I don't even. Uh, two?
2: Yeah, two or three. I mean, I'm trying to think about it. It's like you couldn't show it to a young person. right? No. So no. so it can't be the lowest end of the spectrum. It's
1: gory. Yeah. I'll, I'll go up to three. I think three is probably. Because the, the gore that is shown isn't scary. Other than right. that zombie at the beginning, I guess. Like yeah. The rest of it's not very
2: You're terrifying. You're right. It's not scary gore, but it's gory gore. But it's gory enough that if you're someone who's who's like, oh, that's horrible, then
1: I guess it's a three. Yeah, I think. Yeah. All right. And then finally, Mary fuck, kill. Yeah, I mean, it's a, think, it's it's a
2: kill, sadly. I mean, I wanted to, you know, I didn't really expect it to be anything but. Um, mm-hmm. and, yeah. And like I said, it was actually a little bit better than what I was prepared for um mm-hmm. but it isn't good and i think especially i think most people think bride of reanimator is already a pretty big step down from the first one uh mm-hmm. and it and it certainly this pales and i i read like a real critic review and a bunch of letterbox reviews and people are
1: like i actually like this better than bride
2: of reanimator and i, was I like, read that too it's like you're fucking high
1: you're insane <laughs> if you think that's true i yeah. don't know i mean like whatever i'm not gonna yuck your yum right Actually, write to us if you like this movie better mm-hmm. than Bride. Let us know, yeah. It's always like Bride better than the original. I can see, I can imagine a world where somebody thinks that, yeah.
2: I don't know, yeah. I guess I guess, I mean, people think a lot of crazy shit.
1: Um, yeah, well, not to step on our ratings, um, which we're gonna do after the break, but yeah, this will also be a kill for me. Um, and I agree, it wasn't as bad as I was expecting. Mm -hmm. It was bad in some pretty infuriating ways, but not the complete total shit show. I was coming in expecting. Yeah. Um, There were things that I liked, you know, we talked about it. I love that Mm -hmm. speedball scene. I like the the zombie at the beginning. Uh, There's some cool ideas. Like the NPE stuff is not a bad idea. Not a bad idea. It's a good heightening of, of the, uh, it makes sense. Like that's a good idea. Mm -hmm. I just wish it would be in a better movie. Yeah,
2: you got to get better co-stars for Combs, better sets, and a better yep. script.
0: <laughs> yeah,
2: and you'd have something fun. You'd have something cool.
1: <laughs> <laughs> if this was movie was completely different and better in almost every yeah. single way, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, it would be good. <laughs> Absolutely,
2: I agree. Well put, Eric. <laughs>
1: Thank you. Okay, we're gonna take a quick break. Well, for us, not for you. You're gonna. Be- roll right into it. And then we're going to do our superlatives in final rankings for, uh, these series. All right, we're back and it's time for our superlatives, uh, for this entire series. Yeah. We have three different categories. I'm very excited to do them. Came up with them just this morning, <laughs> but that doesn't mean they're rushed. No, they're, they're, they're very still well-played. good. Sometimes mm-hmm. the best ones just come quickly, you know, and, a burst of inspiration. Exactly. Uh, first up, we have Most Egregious Instance of Medical Malpractice. Yeah. This is a series about doctors, and boy, oh, boy, are these bad doctors. There's a lot of bad doctors in <laughs> A lot there. of bad doctors. Where's
2: that addition to the bad universe we got a bad santa we got bad teachers. Oh. we got
1: <laughs> bad
2: grandpa i want bad doctors
1: bad doctor yeah maybe uh maybe once you get through the pandemic it's time for just take these frontline workers down a peg. <laughs> <laughs> let's get going on this bad doctor skip back um all right so i'll go first uh a lot to choose from mm-hmm. um yeah but one that i keep coming back to in my head Uh, I don't want to spoil my rankings, but I found that one movie, a single movie, Mm -hmm. took up a lot of these for my... Sure. uh, You know what I mean? Like, let me just say what it is. Uh, It is Dr. West stealing Gloria's head after she passes away. (laughs) (laughs) And there's a lot of things that West steals a lot of bodies. Mm -hmm. Yes, yeah. But there is something especially like... Wrong about Just about snagging a head about <laughs> snagging a head off of this poor yeah cancer patient that mm-hmm. your your doctor partner is like creepily yeah. in love with mm-hmm. and also like enlisting the help of Ernest to help him <laughs> and Ernest <laughs> be like was she hot <laughs>
2: that's very fair
0: yeah
2: no I think that's a good one and I do think that's that's definitely a violation of. Just countless ethical imperatives and, and codes and
1: yeah, it's definitely not cool. Oh, n- not to derail us. Uh. Did you ever read that story about the um? Oh God, what were they? Uh, like a medical, were they embalmers or or something? It is a place in Arizona that basically w- had body parts just rotting in open like everywhere Mm, it's mm -mm. this disgusting story um god i'm missing the details i'll look it up it was like truly horrifying um they're just like completely not up to code in any way there's like bodies out of the freezers like like a penis was just like sitting around Um, is it fighting a rat it was fighting a rat (laughs) uh but that's what their lab in bride Uh, reminded me of
0: yeah yeah
1: no that's
2: That's definitely fair. And um, yeah, for mine, uh, let's go ahead and and heap on to the sort of uh, what's the word I want to use here? The uh, offenses that are perpetrated upon Gloria. (laughs) Um, Yeah, because, yeah, my malpractice was also uh, centered around her as a patient. Here's what I'm going to say. I, as I sometimes do, I got a little tricky. I got a little creative. One might argue that I overcomplicated what was otherwise a straightforward question. Um, But the more I thought about it, the more I realized that 95% of the nasty shit that these guys do is at least with dead bodies and dead corpses. Yeah. and, And or things that they've brought back to life. And the more I thought about it, the thing that made me the most uncomfortable throughout maybe the entire series was Dan's creepy interactions with the still-alive Gloria. Specifically the, like, you remind me of Meg Who Lived, which is (laughs) such a fucked-up thing to say to a terminal patient, and, like, the relationship that he maintains with her is... Uh, very inappropriate, I mm-hmm. think. Uh it would be less uh, weird if they just fucked.
1: Yeah, yeah, it really would be. Um, I'm glad you said that. That was my runner-up. I'm it? glad I didn't make it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because then it is so fucking weird and bad. It yeah. Like it really like yeah. makes him seem like a villain. It does.
2: And you know what? They do all sorts of terrible things, but it's more like they're like grave robbers, you know? They're not really. In the traditional sense, like anytime they're treating a still-living patient, they're generally trying to do yeah. the right thing. It's just totally. once, once, once that moment of death has come, then it's all bets are off.
1: Yeah. Uh, so I found uh, the headline is from Fox 5 oh, is, God. FBI found bucket of human heads, other body parts sewn together. A donation facility. What? Yeah. It's, yeah, I look it up. It's fucking crazy. It's a crazy story. It's like
2: real life Herbert West shit.
1: Yeah, it really is. Well, um, all right.
2: I mean, speaking of body parts being sewn together, I think that gives us a really natural segue into our next category. Do you want to mm-hmm. tell the folks at home what it is?
1: Yeah, it is. Uh, this is a great turn of phrase coined by Mike here. <laughs> abomination most offensive to God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I went first last time. Why don't you go ahead? Sure.
2: Uh, so this one was one that I texted Eric later on and I said, we got to do a top three here. Cause there are just too many, they too many times they spit in God's face uh, with their <laughs> creations. And let's be honest. It's mostly Herbert, but you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's a team effort with those guys a lot of the time. And I guess with Howie, but he doesn't really he doesn't pull yeah. any really weird shit. He's just, you know,
1: sucks. <laughs> yeah, he's just not a good yeah. doctor.
2: He escaped a lot of criticism from me in the middle in the in so far in this episode. But I just want to be clear. He does a bad job as the co-lead of that movie. <laughs> he's not yeah. he's not compelling. Um, yeah, not at all. OK, so my number three uh is I'm sure a fan favorite. It's a favorite here at Killstreak Industries. Um, and like you said, a lot of stuff coming from. I think you were alluding to a lot of things coming out of Bride of Reanimator. Even though, yeah, it really is. You know, it, 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 which which could be surprising, but I'm gonna go with the old uh, dog with a with a human hand. Um, <laughs> the dog with the arm shaking, uh, Francesca, or the I think is her name's hand, uh, is my number three abomination uh it's just i I think it's funny it looks insane it's not what one would
1: call a good special effect but boy does it stick in your head so yeah that's a great call um i uh i really actually that probably should be mine because i but i sort of slipped my mind when i was thinking about this uh i have for my number three the intestines monster from the first movie Mm -hmm. after uh west injects uh, yeah k- uh hill's body with even more reagent and it goes mm-hmm. nuts and his, guts- <laughs> his guts become alive like yeah. living snakes and wrap up west uh it's especially an offense to god because it seems to be sucking him into some portal or something yeah
2: yeah it really it really it's the only real moment of like supernatural something or other in this series and yeah, yeah. We can, maybe we get uh, all assist from
1: satan so that's, that's my number three. But, man, that dog is so fucking funny. So, I love how it grabs your hand. It's so funny. Um, well, so my
2: number two was also the intestinal uh, tentacle monster. Oh, there you go. Um, so I'll use this space to shout out an honorable mention um, that I didn't really. Like, I've, known, I've seen it before, and it felt too similar to the dog with an arm. To really like give an award to, but I do want to give a special shout out to the foothead. Uh, yeah, yeah, I was toying with that one too, <laughs> which is which is upside down, right? Isn't it like or it's a foot it's hand, like, right? No, it's a, it's a human head sewn.
1: Oh, oh, to when in the wall, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. It's
2: when everything comes out of the crypt. But it's, like, mm-hmm. upside down. So the heads and the foot are upside down. It's very confusing. <laughs> it's like, wait, what? you gave this thing a foot. Why isn't it standing on its, its standing foot? Standing on it? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. But anyways, it's, it's it looks ridiculous.
1: Yeah. Uh, so my number two, also from Bride of Reanimator, um, <laughs> and it's one that really just stuck out to me mm. when I was watching it. Because it actually kind of, like, gave me a, a jump scare. Yeah, is the two-faced monster that grabs um, sure. uh, Francesca at the end. Mm-hmm. It's a fun reveal where it flips, over, it flips its head around and it has yeah. another face on the other mm-hmm. side. It's actually pretty scary. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so that one's going to be my number okay. two. Absolutely. Dos, That's a good all one. For Spanish
2: listeners. <laughs> Everybody who came over here from uh, the Fantastic Factory... Yeah. Um, so uh, my number one I hope I I I don't know I guess I don't mind if we have the same one I hope mine's not the same because I don't want to steal all your thunder but uh, my number one uh, again something I took uh, perhaps a little more seriously than a question like this needed to be taken and I think both thematically conceptually and in terms of what the end result is I could not put anything else in number one except for the bride herself Yeah, Uh,
1: that's my number one as well.
2: Yeah, Uh, it's just I mean, it truly is. They take what is already kind of a fucked up conceit of like the Bride of Frankenstein, um, Mm -hmm. which I now I think about when I think about how gross and offensive and insane the the project is. And then I think about it, it's like, yeah, they're obviously not that explicit, but that is what's going on, kind of, in mm-hmm. the original Bride of Frankenstein. I'm like, yeah, that's pretty fucked up for, like, the 30s. Um, yeah, it like really is. Sew together a bunch of body parts of different people and bring them to life. Um, and, yeah, but for me also, explicitly, because the abominations category was also, like, I was thinking about really gross stuff, like tissue rejection, that moment in particular. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and also her consciousness, like her mm-hmm. realizing that she's disgusting, yeah. is like pretty heartbreaking, and and that like added another layer of yeah. like abomination or like to the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The hands, the hands of a waitress, <laughs> the arms of a waitress, the, the feet of a ballet dancer. Yeah. It gets really weird. It's
2: like yeah, the hands
1: of a blackjack dealer, uh. <laughs> the womb of a virgin. <laughs> Yeah, it's uh, the bride. I think is the kind of the only answer for for this mm-hmm. category. It's uh, it's funny it's, that we're. It, it's really striking to me that we've been talking so much about bride, and that mm-hmm. it was taking up so much of my thinking while making these categories. Me
2: too. Well, and I mean, I will get. I'll save my commentary, but let's revisit that in a second when we talk about. Uh, our final rankings mm-hmm. uh, because I do think that it's a reflection of, you know, some of the strong suits of that movie. Um, yeah. Um, we have one so, more anticlimactic
1: category. Though. <laughs> yes. Uh, there's a lot, there is a, a bit of nudity in each of these movies. Uh, almost none of which is sexy. Yeah. So this the only, last category, the only exception I will shout out the one great bit of
2: nudity I in my opinion is Barbara Crampton's first sex scene in the first movie. And it's like yeah. yeah, very welcome. And then it's a lot of rough stuff from there on out.
1: <laughs> it really is. So this is Least Sexy Nudity. Um, I'll go first since okay. you went first last time. Uh I really thought about this one a lot, and I have a I have a runner-up which I'll shout out after. I hope this isn't sealing your thunder. Yeah. But really, it is the Dr. Hill sexual assault by a head to Barbara Crampton. Yeah. It's uncomfortable. It is horrifying. And I know it's a horror movie. So it's like, yes, it it accomplishes what it's doing. Uh, I felt bad for Barbara Crampton to have to do that.
2: Yeah. You don't (laughs) Um, just feel bad for Meg. You feel bad for the, for the performer.
1: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So that added another like layer of it Mm -hmm. to me. Um, And Barbara Crampton, I have a massive crush on. I just don't like seeing her like that. Sure. Um. So, yeah, that, that's going to be my least sexy nudity in the series. Okay. Well, mine was one that might come as a bit of a
2: surprise, but for whatever reason, it really rubbed me the wrong way. And I've already kind of complained about it a little bit. And it was this, it's this scene with the the sexy nurse yeah. and, and Moses in Beyond Reanimator because... Like, I I agree with you. That's a really unsexy, unpleasant scene with Barbara Crampton. And I will also say that pretty much all of the... Like, I think it's all prosthetic nudity. But with the bride, is also, like, really unpleasant. Yeah. Um, But the nurse, it's just the way they shot it and almost, like, the Benny Hill-esque way in which her Uh dress just comes flying off. And then this creepy zombie weirdo is like staring at her nipple and then presumably bites I don't know if he fully bites it off or if he just bites it harder I don't like I don't know I don't want to know and it yeah. it really you know my takeaway is like like what i was thinking about with this category is like usually we've talked about this before like violent nudity is not really the fun stuff um and it like they really ruined what could have otherwise been a fun uh like a solid nude scene <laughs> Put yeah. it
1: that way yeah i uh that's a great pick um my runner-up uh yeah I, i'm sorry to, to comment on on your pick i think mm-hmm. it's really really solid i, I probably should have considered that more but i was just this my runner-up is one that like is burned into my brain for some reason mm-hmm. just because of how unnecessary it is yeah so in this movie there there are lots of uh, in the series. There are several like new dead bodies, sure, which yeah. I think we were complaining about. It's like, well, yeah, I guess we do mm. see boobs, but it's on a dead woman, mm-hmm. <laughs> like which is gross, yeah, um, this moment in Bride where Gloria is dying, and they have to give her the defibrillator, right, and they rip open her shirt, and she just tits just flop out. <laughs> It's just so like, it's unnecessary. It's just like checking a box like, okay, we got more boobs in the movie. (laughs) It does feel like that. It's a dying woman. They don't have to show that. (laughs) Yeah.
2: No, 100%. You're you're, you're, you're completely right. Um, It just felt very um, uh, gratuitous. Yeah. I will say, I forgot another honorable mention for sexiest nudity in the movie is uh, that Arnold Schwarzenegger body doubles Dong. In the first oh, one. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah.
1: It, it, and like, but it makes it also makes sense that a new like a dead body would be naked, but yeah. like just like ripping open her Johnny and just her her boobs coming out. It's like all right. Alright, guys.
2: Yeah, a bunch of it
1: feels like a bunch of creepy old dudes doing
2: what creepy old dudes do.
1: Okay. That brings us to our final canonical ranking canonical. of the entire series. Mm-hmm. Uh, This is only a three movie series. I won't bore you with a recap of all of them. But of course, we have Reanimator, the OG, uh, directed by Stuart Gordon. Um, And then we have Bride of Reanimator, directed by Brian Yuzna. And then this last one, also directed by Brian Yuzna, Beyond Reanimator. We just Mm -hmm. recapped it. You know, you know what we're talking about here.
2: Yeah. And let's be honest, you all know what order these are going to go into.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's like in our in our own built-in rating system, we've kind of spoiled what this is because we've given one movie a Mary, one movie a fuck, and one movie a kill. Yeah, this one was
2: pretty much chalk all the way. Uh, yep. Yeah, and uh, so, uh, yeah, I mean, do we, I guess let's, Eric, why don't you do the honors? You can speak for the both of us sure. and
0: just
1: let everybody know canonically, what is the ranking of the reanimator films? Number three is Beyond Reanimator. Number two is Bride of Reanimator, and number one is Reanimator. Yeah, and um, I mean this is what you expect, right, as a default from a a
2: series. You know, when you look at what we started that we based this whole podcast on, is it's like yeah, it's diminishing returns, right? You keep going mm-hmm. back to the well, you get a little bit less every
1: time. Exactly. Uh, I do want to give a special shout out though to. Bride, which really rose in my own mm-hmm. mental uh, opinion, my own opinion of the movie. Yeah. Like really, recapping it, I had a lot of fun watching it. I think it is a funny movie that is yeah. like not deserving the initial dislike I had for it, right? Um, but it, there's no way it can hold a candle. Yeah,
0: and and, and I, I think
1: sorry, go ahead. <laughs> oh, I said no. There's no way it can hold a candle to what is gotcha. like one of my favorite movies yeah of course yeah i thought
2: you were done talking but it turns out you're just swallowing a burp Uh. i was (laughs) (laughs) um (laughs) yeah exactly and that like that big gap between reanimator and reanimator 2 i think is more of a reflection of how good reanimator is than an indictment of bride i think bride Mm -hmm. is an entertaining uh enjoyable horror movie and I honestly, like I said this during the episode, and I still do. I question whether it's even a, a fuck versus a Mary. It's like right on the border. Me
1: too. Me, you know? me too. It is. It really is. Um, oh. And especially after Beyond, I'm like, well, maybe that mm-hmm. is a Mary. Yeah, I mean,
2: it's right there. I and you know, I won't, nec- I won't change my vote now. But I will say that, like, when you're evaluating it, know that that's where it lands for me. It's like on the needle in between mm-hmm. the two um and like you like we were talking about i think the the amount of times that it popped up in these superlatives and in this consideration of the movies is i think uh it's a tribute to one the the ingenuity and the quality of the special effects like cuz even the ones that are bad are good enough that they're like fun and they stick in your head right yeah And I think conceptually it works really well. And what it's missing is like the sort of finesse that I, that I think you have to attribute a lot of to Stuart Gordon as a director Um, because, and this is a good way I think of making our fun announcement, which I forgot we needed to make uh, because I will use to support my point here the movie that we are going to release as a special live commentary this Thursday.
1: Uh, and what is that? It is from beyond, uh, a, another personal favorite of ours. I borrowed Mike's copy of it cause had never seen it. <laughs> I loved it so much that I stole it from him. <laughs> he bought me a new one and sent it to my house. I did. Which is totally yeah. fine with and, me. Uh, yeah. We're gonna be doing a do over with uh, a lost commentary guest. Yeah. Uh and that is Whitney Moore, who uh fans might know from the Birdemic movies and oh so much more. She's an mm-hmm. extremely talented host and actress. Yeah. Um she yeah, we'll plug her shit when she's on. Yeah, she, she's great.
2: She did an awesome record of uh, Alex Winters freaked with us, which yep. if you follow the podcast closely, you will know that I deleted it uh my i deleted my own audio by accident so i have the recording of eric and whitney talking about freaked but it was not usable as an episode because a third of the time i'm talking and people are responding to me um but anyways the reason i wanted to uh, to go back in for a second if you look at the two possible routes or routes, you know, however, I say route, but I know it can be confusing sometimes. I say routes uh, as well. Okay, That that sort of stem from the original Reanimator. You have what is in essence the true sequel, and what a lot of people, myself included, think of as kind of a spiritual sequel to Reanimator. And so you have Brian Yuzna keeping, you know, the intellectual property of the Reanimator series and going to make Bride. But then you have Stuart Gordon taking Barbara Crampton and Jeffrey Combs and making From Beyond, which is an adaptation of another H.P. Lovecraft movie. And if I'm mm-hmm. not mistaken, I'm pretty sure Yuzna produced From Beyond. I think, you know, it was the same... Um, it Yeah, and in fact, he worked on the story, too. So it's, uh, you know, it's, it is the same relationship that we have in Reanimator, essentially, where it's like... So I don't want to take away from Brian Yuzna. It's like him working with Stuart Gordon is what mm-hmm. the magic, that was the special sauce was like working together on this stuff because unquestionably a lot of the effects. And if you want to call them gore or just that, that, that the, the work, the effects work that goes into the, from beyond is clearly Yasna's influence because mm-hmm. you can see from the stuff that he does later on, including bride of reanimator. Right. But to go back to it, it's like Stuart Gordon makes these feel like real movies somehow. I think in a way yeah. that Yesna yeah. can't on his own.
1: He brings a level of prestige to it.
2: Yeah, he really does, uh, and that's the thing that you can't escape with Reanimator, and that's what makes it one of my favorite movies ever. You know.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, yeah. So I'm excited to record that uh, if it. <laughs> If on Thursday it does not come out, then maybe something else, something happens. But that is the plan right now. That's me knocking Uh, on wood that everything's going to go just (laughs) fine. Yeah. Okay. It is time now to unveil the next series that we're going to be covering. And uh, I put my thumb on the scale a little bit for this because I just bought a seven (laughs) movie box set. So that's a little clue right there. Seven movies long. Why don't you tell our lovely listeners what the next series is, Mike?
2: Sure. Uh, It's one that we've uh, been talking about doing since, uh, I mean, it's been on the hit list since the beginning of the podcast. I'm very excited that we finally gotten to it. And I think it's one that when we're all said and done, I'm curious if it's going to rank towards the top of highest overall quality. For a total franchise. Especially considering the size of it. You just said it's seven movies. Mm-hmm. And I'll say this. I don't think you're going to find another franchise out there. That's seven or more movies. That maintains at least the average amount of quality that this one does. And that's just my personal opinion going in. It's been a long time since I've seen a lot of these movies. If you haven't guessed it... uh. We are going to spend a good month and a half with everybody's favorite killer doll. That's right. Chucky, the child's play series, the brainchild of Don Mancini. We're doing them all.
1: Yeah, man. So uh, we're going to do Child's Play, Child's Play 2, Child's Play 3, Bride of Chucky, Seed of Chucky, Curse of Chucky, and Cult of Chucky. A few few first-time watches for me because I've never seen... I don't think I've seen three mm-hmm. and then anything after seed. I've seen yeah. one, two and seed. Or Here's a, something else I bride. should
2: I should call out that we never really talked about because when we originally said we want to do child's play like a year ago uh, or, you know, eight months ago, whenever it was, we had said, okay, we're not going to do remakes, but then we have done sometimes remakes and sometimes not remakes, right? Like with Friday the yeah. 13th, we were, Uh, religious about it and we did do that remake but then we skipped the Texas Chainsaw Massacre stuff so are we gonna say officially right now that we are snipping 2019's Child's
1: Play I don't know I don't know if I'm ready to make that decision okay what do you think I mean it's only one movie it is one one of the reasons one of the reasons why we didn't do it for Texas Chainsaw is because there's like three of them yeah um but this is only one so I don't know I think we
2: could consider it I think that's something to chime in. Let us know. Mm -hmm. Uh, Send us an email. Send us a voicemail. Send us a message on Instagram, Twitter. You guys know the handle by now. I would hope it's killstreakpod everywhere you go. But Mm -hmm. this is a perfect example of something like, to me, I want to make this decision based on what our audience would prefer. Do you want us to wait one more week before we move into our next series so we can talk about what's probably an inferior remake? We Mm -hmm. will do that
1: but yeah one that is like almost universally i think (laughs) panned (laughs) yeah i think so yeah uh we'll leave it up to you folks at home yeah all right well there you have it guys thank you for joining us and um we love you we love you please look for that episode
2: on thursday i think it's gonna be a lot of fun we have not Mm -hmm. recorded it yet so i can't promise it's good but i i also want to say that if you guys have never seen from beyond it's Fucking great! Uh, yeah, it's not, yeah. Like I don't know if we really stressed that enough. That like, uh because we're not gonna, you know, we'll do a fuck Mary kill at the end, but we're not gonna rank it within the Reanimator series because it's not part of it. But I'll say this: if it was in the Reanimator series, it's easily number two.
1: Oh, for sure. Yeah. I might even rewatch it tonight in in before we do the live recording, just to oh, like. Wow freshen it up i don't know maybe i won't clear the the pipes (laughs) i'm thinking about it uh all right guys and as always ratty is not going to be very happy